Hello and welcome to Arrow Bandwidth, the podcast brought to you by Arrow ECS to help the channel better understand the trends, technologies and concepts facing the IT industry today. In this upcoming special series, our friends from the Arrow On Point podcast show will be taking over bandwidth as Izzy and her guests begin to look in depth at the Internet of Things market, specifically what's happening in the world of smarter cities and smarter manufacturing. We hope you enjoy the show, and if you do, please leave a review or a rating on your preferred podcast platform. It helps others find us. So without further ado, it's over to Izzy. Most people live in the present, the world of now, but a handful of us work in a unique world that doesn't quite exist yet, the world of five years out. This episode is coming from Arrow's Internet of Things department. My name is Izzy Bonasso. I'm new to Arrow and I'm new to the Internet of Things, so I'm ready to explore, inform myself while informing you, and keep us all looking forward and learning. Welcome to Arrow on Point. Today, our series with Matthew Bailey comes to an end. Our conversation will culminate with a brief look into the future, what our lives with IoT will look like in 10 years. The possibilities are endless and hopefully positive. Let's see what Matthew has to say. Welcome back, Matthew. Have you been dreaming about what our future looks like in 10 years? Izzy, I've been imagining what it might be like in 10 years based on the Einstein philosophy. Oh, it sounds very, very interesting and high level. So my question is, let's say everything goes right. All the things we've talked about here on the show are implemented seamlessly and on a large scale. Mm-hmm. What does that mean for our future? What would that look like in 10 years? So if, if we deploy smart, sorry, when we deploy smart city technologies and assuming that we do it mindfully, um, then we will be successful. And success will mean different things for different regions in the world and cities throughout the U.S., um, I think what we'll start to see are better public health care services where the citizen has a great choice of, um, of public health care that suits their particular need um, and their wallet. I think what we'll see is something called triple bottom line standards in cities where citizens are getting high quality water, where the environment is really healthy even within the city. It's really healthy, so people feel really good, and they're integrated in a natural experience. And also, we'll start to see new economic models where cities will create new revenue streams, Izzy. We'll also start to see, I think, government within a city, a region, a state, a nation starting to work together much better. I think departments are typically a siloed, maybe public works, maybe transportation, maybe affordable housing, maybe healthcare, wherever that may be, they'll start to become integrated. In fact, they will be integrated. And so what we'll start to see are data platforms across an entire city, maybe a region, maybe an even nation, where all the services are integrated. And what that means is, is that we're getting better insight for delivering a service because we've got information from somewhere else that may just be able to move it into a better offering for us and a better experience for us. 
So the triple bottom line will now become a standard. I think the, the transportation mobility will be a much better experience. We'll start to see something called the connected car be more integrated in society. So Tesla has a semi-automated uh, feature where the car can kind of drive you somewhere. We'll start to see this more commonly in transportation around the car. The car's not going to disappear, but we'll start to see more semi-automated driving where, and that will save lives, that will make our commute far more easier. It will enable the transportation authorities to have new business models, so if we want to get somewhere really quickly, we might pay a dollar for a high, high, a high fast lane. So I think transportation will change significantly, particularly around the car. Some of the other things we may see in 10 years' time, I think, is a more integrated experience between the citizen and the built environment. So as you're walking home, the streetlights may be guiding you to the path and your destination. They may be playing your favorite music. You may be watching a movie as you're walking home or even taking phone calls because virtual reality may become integrated into the city experience. And what if we can't work through the issues, we're slow to deploy technology, we get stuck essentially? What does our future look like then? So that will be troubling if we struggle. And not everywhere will... Some, some parts of the world will go much faster than others. Um, based on their mindset, so Japan with their society 5.0 model, I think will start to become a standard in other nations around the world. And, and that's all about automation, working with the citizen to give the citizen a really good social economic experience. So that, I think, places like Japan will be very, very successful. And I think we'll start to see North America adopt that and other parts of the world. If we don't, if we aren't successful in smart cities, or even smart regions, and cities and regions don't start collaborating together, then things like air quality will get worse. If we don't look after and steward our water supply systems, then, then water, will also, water quality will also become an issue, and also the environment as well. Um, we'll start to see a lot more congestion, because traffic light systems aren't integrated across jurisdictions. Um, and things like developing economies where simple things like an inoculation against a drug, uh, sorry, inoculation against a disease, if we don't use smart technologies to deliver healthcare to, and it could be just via the mobile phone, if we don't get smart technologies deployed within developing economies where citizens are struggling with very simple diseases but could be inoculated, if they don't get inoculated, they kind of are going to struggle then we could see some severe consequences in healthcare and severe consequences on the health of the citizen. I think, I don't think that will happen. I think that what we'll start to see is a real wave of innovation somewhere like Japan, like what we're doing with the Colorado Smart City Alliance, that become models that other regions leverage because they're successful. So I'm very positive about the outlook, Izzy. And, um, and also, I'm very excited around uh, impact investing, which is a huge amount of money with investors looking to invest in triple bottom line initiatives. And smart cities are about triple bottom line initiatives. Um, 
I think one of the consequences that troubles me is that if we don't get our smart cities, smart regions right, then I think we'll start to see affordable housing become a real issue. And that is not good. That's not good for anybody because we're all connected, right? So I th- uh, there could be some dire consequences. And if, if regions don't get it right, they will become ghost towns, potentially. And other cities and regions that get it right will start to see population moving towards them. Um, so there are some dire consequences. And uh, we know the climate's changing. Um, and uh, we have to build resiliency in for our energy supply and local microgrid generation. We absolutely need to make sure everybody gets high-quality water and good air to breathe. So, I don't know. I, 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 I don't think I want to go down the rabbit hole too much around what if we don't do if we don't do anything, or if we fail, what might the future be? And yeah, let's just keep a positive mindset. I, you know, I think we should. And you know, we, we talked about this on the first show. Is that smart cities are fun, and life is about having fun, is it not? It's about creating together, co-creating together. So I think we'll be okay, actually. Yeah, I hope so, too. Yeah. So can you push your imagination a little bit further and talk to us about, you know, maybe 100, 500 years in the future? I know you like to talk about all that stuff. Can you think of... I can. So I'll give you an example. Have you ever seen um, the, um, the Golden Compass? or read any of Philip Pullman's Dark Materials trilogy. No, I have not. So this is, this is a fascinating book, a series of books and film. It's, uh, it's, it, he, Philip Pullman, uh, uh, um, he's, a, he's a, a, a writer for a newspaper, or was in, in the UK. And in this book, every single human has what they call a, an avatar, an animal avatar with them. And I think in 500 years in the future, we will have an a, our own personal AI avatar in the digital world that will steward all our all our um, participation all our services in this digital world that we're creating so that means the 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 avatar will be making sure that we're healthy that we're eating at the right time that we're exercising that we're basically um, engaging in society with friendships it will negotiate great deals for us when we want to buy a house or or maybe we want to uh, buy a new flying car or wherever we travel around in those times. I think what we'll start to see is our own digital twin in the cyber world that we've decided to build very much our kind of our personal friend working with us in the cyber world. So how is that digital twin going to communicate with the individual person? Is it via hologram or whatever cool stuff they have 500 years in the future? So once again, that's a great question, Izzy. Uh, the digital avatar will, will, could communicate in lots of different ways. Uh, it could be a hologram. Maybe it's a hologram in our home that's maybe on a screen or appears in front of us. Um, it could be a hologram that uh, is, is kind of appears from our watch or through a pair of spectacles. It could be a hologram that we kind of see in our mind because we have a little chip inside us. That's a little bit scary, it's isn't it? It's a little scary. This avatar probably is sentient, i.e. it's aware, it's awake, it has consciousness and has its own personality that's very much linked to your personality. So there may well be another form of communication, maybe tele- telepathic, 
maybe some kind of new oh, language. Oh, you're getting a little wild. <laughs> right? So it could, it, it, there could be a number of ways that it integrates. Um, and I don't know that answer, but I'll tell you what, it's open to the imagination. Wow, it makes me really want to go 500 years <laughs> into the future. And you know, the future is really exciting, and automation shouldn't be, we shouldn't be frightened of automation. It means change. And change it can be naturally frightening, and, and that's okay. But also, it, 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 it's change for the better, I think. And if we, if, if we have better healthcare, if we have better uh, homes, if we have a better experience in our cities, we have a better societal experience, we have better communities that are integrated, if we enjoy nature and it's kind of integrated in our lives. I'm not talking about utopia. What I'm talking about is society where people feel happy. And that's something that Japan also measures. They're looking to do this at the moment, is how do you measure happiness? And so the way that Japan is trying to measure happiness is the data that you generate as an individual over a period of time, they think can show how happy you are and the degree of happiness you're experiencing throughout your day. Well, let's end on a, on a good note like that. That sounds pretty nice. I want to thank you, Matthew, for being on our show, five-episode series. We did it. I think we covered a lot of bases, and I hope that it was a pretty good comprehensive IoT introduction. It's been an honor, and thanks very much for the great questions, Izzy. <laughs> I've had a lot of fun. I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. If you're interested in learning more, visit Aero.com or connect with us on Twitter at AeroGlobal. Aero Electronics, five years out. Thanks for listening to another episode of Arrow Bandwidth. If you'd like to hear more, please click and subscribe to our channel on your preferred podcast app. Follow us on Twitter at Arrow Global or learn more about us at our various websites, including www.arrow.com. Thanks for listening.